1: Well, hello there. This is a little weird. I'm T-Bone from Common Man and T-Bone
2: and you're Maddie Ice. Yeah, I'm here. You know, this is like... Iron man and captain America.
1: Oh, that's, you know, Lincoln on. Nope. No. I don't have a buzzer. Well, cause I I'm too fat to be either of those guys. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, um, how about sloppy Thor then? <laughs> when he got a little sloppy, <laughs> can we roll with that? That's goals right, right there. So that is, that is body goals for me is sloppy Thor. I yeah. would gladly be fat. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> he was I having would, a great time. I'd so, be good with let's that. Let's go
2: with the black Panther. Okay. Okay. In sloppy Thor. Yeah. that's that fine? Fine. And we both have, you know, vibranium just flowing through our veins. Maddie. as long as you're the one saying that,
1: I'm totally fine with it. (laughs) Fair enough. I I, I think I can get away with it. I think I can get away with it. Yeah. So uh, why are you hearing this? What is this? Well, Maddie and I, along with, you know, Bald Colin, he, he gets into these conversations too. But we like to have chats about the NBA in the office. Yep. Now, if you've listened to this station... You presumably know 97.1, the fan is Columbus, Ohio, home of the Buckeyes, college football and NFL rule around here. Absolutely. And rightfully so. We have no problems with that. We love those sports too. Mm -hmm. But you love the NBA. Yeah. I love the NBA. We also love the stuff that's not necessarily always on the basketball court with the (laughs) NBA. We love the the on-court stuff too. We love the game. We love the drama. We Mm -hmm. love all of it. Yep. So often, at least once or twice a week, if I'm in early enough to see you or even when we're crossing out between our two shows, we will have conversations about NBA stuff whenever we have the opportunity to. And so we thought, why not? Because they're always pushing us to do more content around here. Content is king. That's all they want is content. They don't care about our lives. (laughs) They don't care about Sleep patterns, <laughs> no. there's content, Con- like three o'clock in the morning, wake up and yell some content Keep into talking. a thing. Keep talking. <laughs> so we thought, well, we talk out there, why don't we just do one of those sessions in a room with microphones, record yeah. it, yeah. and so we've put this on the podcast feed for you because you listen to either my show's podcast or Matt's podcast, and so thanks for doing that, by the way. Yes. Hopefully you enjoy this conversation. If you don't, please don't let us know. Yeah. We don't <laughs> want any negative feedback. <laughs> But if you, if you enjoy it in a positive way, again, Fat Thor and Black Panther we're coming together. Yeah, we're again, here for you. Maddie. making those comparisons, not me, just so we're clear. Um, all right, so we're going to talk a little NBA. Yeah, let's man, do it. Well, Matty, you've told me before that you wanted to see us do like an office key party type situation, which is something Mike and I have been all about. Yeah, like, man. I, I think it would be fun,
2: you know, whether it's a couple days, a week, or whatever it is, I think, you know, just... All of us kind of connecting in a different way than just saying what's up in the in the office or like you're saying, us talking NBA in the office or shooting hoops out there. Why not bring it to the air, man? I think we've all got different perspectives, opinions, personalities, and I think to kind of blend that for a little bit of time would be just phenomenal stuff. Uh, for the station. It's something I'm looking forward to, man. And then I can just hand out all different Avenger names to everyone. I'll make that my job.
1: I'll make it my job, okay? That's fine. You're the official. <laughs> Mike does all the, like, nicknames related to food. Yeah. You can do the Avenger-related okay. nicknames. That's perfect. Oh, I'm um, on it. I'm on it. So let's let's start off. We're just going to talk some NBA, some of the stuff that's happened recently, mm-hmm. kind of big picture things too. But I think this one hits on both of those. Happened recently, and it's a big picture thing. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets – went to Philadelphia and <laughs> smacked the '76ers, just went in there and took care of business. And if you've not been paying attention to the drama, allow us to uh, educate you on that. Yeah. Ben Simmons played really well last year, had some good moments in the playoffs, had some bad moments in yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. Bad enough that Doc Rivers after the season had some words. Mm-hmm. Those words led to drama. The drama became, I'm not playing for you anymore. Then there became mental health concerns. And again, I'm not here to judge. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Ben Simmons in that regard. Right. But that coincided with the fact that Daryl Morey, longtime Rockets GM, took over in Philly, and he has always loved James Harden. Mm -hmm. Brought him to Houston, wanted to get him back to Philly. Through a series of events, it turned out, Ben Simmons wanted out of Philly. James Harden wanted anywhere but the Nets. Because more on that in a second. Yeah. Not not a big fan of yeah. guys burning sage in the locker room or whatever. But so yeah, now we have a situation where the the swap happened. Yeah, man. Ben Simmons is malcontent, gets out of Philly. James Harden goes to Philly, mm-hmm. and then they played each other. Except Ben Simmons was on the bench for this whole thing. In a but. clean
2: sweater, by the way. Louis Vuitton, you know, black and yellow well, just with the iced-out Cuban links around his
1: neck. I was like, flex on him, Ben. Flex on him, man. Let's talk about the sweater for a second yeah. because it was Louis Vuitton, but it was <laughs> done in a hockey-style sweater, and it was not the colors of the local squad. <laughs> it was the colors of the rival Pennsylvania team. It was black and gold like the Penguins I don't think that was an accident. Uh I think he knew exactly what he Uh was doing with that sweater. That was a nice little troll job. And this is coming at a guy, when you look at the Sixers, Joel Embiid is is the ultimate troll (laughs) in the NBA as far as on Twitter. He loves to troll. He is good at it. He is funny with it. And then – Ben Simmons comes into his building and is like, well, we're going to we're going to do some trolling on my side of things.
2: <laughs> Look man, I know everybody myself included, I wanted to see Ben out there on the floor. That would have been amazing, but as a consolation prize, I will take that all day long cuz he sat out there He was out there in pregame. He didn't run from that. Got his little layups in, was out there in his warm-ups, and he sat there on the bench, and he took it the entire game. And real quick, credit to the Philly fans, because I I haven't heard of anything getting completely out of control. Nothing thrown at him or anything like that. A lot of
1: people dressed up as babies. (laughs) It was hilarious.
2: (laughs) Yes, a lot of that. I will commend the dude for that. I I think you getting that out of the way and just soaking that in the first moment was incredible, but it was good to see him, man, have – some smirks on his face, right? To see mm-hmm. his new teammates go back into his old crib and just put it on his old team and to have looked down the sideline at, at, you know, at doc rivers, the coach you mentioned who publicly just threw him under the bus. Didn't say he believed in him. Didn't know if he could win a championship with Ben Simmons. Now he's got to get out there on the floor. But last night I think is why everyone was so intrigued, so excited about this trade, right? You have, not only superstars obviously being swapped, but you have essentially two Eastern Conference kind of juggernauts, if you will, swapping stars to look at the playoff kind of right around the corner, if you will. We got yeah. what seventeen to twenty games somewhere in that window, and they don't have a lot of time to get this thing rolling. But the Brooklyn Nets absolutely made a statement last night, man. Ooh. I mean, a buck twenty nine to one hundred, they had a hundred points to end the third quarter. And it was KD and it was Kyrie putting on an absolute show. And the thing I think I loved the most last night was a couple things. The KD and Embiid beef I think is absolutely real out there on the court. First time they played this season, there was some walk-off trash talk. Hey, after the game, you get out of here. I'll go this way. Yesterday, KD chirping it up after and ones to Embiid right in his face. And for a guy like you mentioned, to troll and be hey I'm the biggest dude on the block more times than not he had another kind of Godzilla if you will staring him in the eyes and I just thought the superstars for Brooklyn Nets man that's what makes them terrifying right is to
1: see those two dudes play the way they did last night man that's the thing like not to keep this whole thing about Ben Simmons but I just find it so fascinating that this guy has like he can be one of the best defensive players in the league and is a legit Twenty-five a night, guy, no question. and that's without a three-point shot. Like <laughs> he's got all the tools yeah. to be a dominant, great player. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a little, and we'll we'll get to this team in a second. He's got a little Anthony Davis in him, though, Ooh. where it's like the talent is all there. Yeah, but can it actually be? Can mm-hmm. it all be put together? That is the question. Yes, you know now, what I love to go, oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, 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 no. no you're no right. real
2: quick because I I think what I cannot wait to see, and hopefully we get it. And I'm gonna hand it right back to you is when Ben is ready. We need those two teams to link up again so Ben can guard James throughout a game. That's all I wanted to say.
1: I would love to see that. That is such a great matchup. You're right. And I would I would that would that would be, I mean, I would pay money if there was a time machine or not a time machine, like a instant transportation device. Like I wouldn't even need to go to the game. I would just want to be in a sports bar in one of those cities watching that with their fans yes. when that matchup occurs. <laughs> yes. But so Ben Simmons in Philly had to basically be one of two guys, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he and it had to really be the guy, not that Embiid can't be the leader of a team. He's obviously having like an MVP caliber We're season. Yep. He's he's a very talented player and obviously, you know, isn't even playing as good a defense as he usually does, but he's that guy too. Yep. But everyone knows in the league, you've got to have like a guy on the perimeter who can make you pay. Mm-hmm. And that's what Ben Simmons is going to have to be there And I don't know if he ever could have got to that point. Now, he goes and lands on a team with two playoff killers. Like, cold-blooded killers in KD and Kyrie. Mm -hmm. Two guys who I also think, if I sat down to talk with them for a half an hour, I probably would walk out of it going, (laughs) I don't ever want to talk to these people again. Like, I don't like either of these guys Mm. on a personal level. Just... Katie constantly having burner accounts and going after every single guy, but he doesn't care, but he does. Kyrie is his own level of weird. And I'm not even talking about vaccine stuff. I'm just saying in general, he is just a weird guy. But these are two of the best basketball players I have ever seen ever. yeah. Kevin Durant, he's not human. No. To be that tall, to have that length
2: and to have that skill set, we've never seen this before. No. Like to have this dude be able to – Put you on the block, mid-range. Get to the rack, whatever he wants. Pull up threes in transition. Like, he's terrifying. And that was peak KD last night. I mean, look, Bone, we were talking about this earlier in the season. Before the dude got hurt, Brooklyn was the number one seed in the East. Yeah. The number one seed in the East. And a lot of that was because of Kevin Durant. James Harden was up and down with his yes, play. He was very out of much shape. Was so. He checked out mentally, all those things. And Kyrie, we know, is only available 50% of the time. So KD was putting in a lot of work throughout the year. And we've been watching this dude do it time and time again. And look, we've... Even at our old building bone, you and I were having conversations about Kyrie and his off the court stuff. And some of the things he throws out there, it's major question marks for me. I think everybody's on board with that, but I've always told you if my life depends on it and you're telling me I can only have one player in the history of the league, get me a bucket. This guy has to get a bucket. I'm picking Kyrie Irving. I'm picking Kyrie Irving because the same thing that I just said about KD is exactly what you can say about Kyrie. You just shrink him down a few inches and you got the same guy, elite ball handling, finishing at the rim. Kyrie is a master at his craft. He's a master at his craft. I just think the only thing that's looming over their head is right now, as we're sitting here on the 11th of March, Kyrie can only play in four more games for Brooklyn. Yeah. The way the schedule's looking. So I love their team, but they still got work to do. And if they're in this playoff situation, Boehm, And let's say they have to play Toronto. Well, guess who can't play in Toronto? Yeah, Kyrie. He can't, (laughs) you know, and with the stuff still going on in New York, that's a major factor for them. So when it all comes together the way it did last night, even without Ben Simmons, I mean, I thought a big piece of that trade for them was getting Seth Curry.
1: Oh, I mean, look, I, I
2: don't know if the average NBA fan that doesn't tap in all the time knows how elite Seth Curry is not good. How elite, elite. he yes. is as an offensive player. His brother gets all the publicity, and rightfully so. He's the best to ever do it when it comes to shooting the rock. But I'm telling you, if you lock into Seth Curry, not just last night dropping north of 20 points, but as you know, the last three, four years of this dude's career, he's been lighting up the nylon. So if mm-hmm. they can get those type of guys, man, to chip in with Katie and Kyrie playing at the clip they were playing at last night, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Milwaukee, Miami, Philly, these teams are just going to beat the heck out of each other coming down the stretch and hopefully in the playoffs we get some of these matchups too.
1: Yeah, it, I, I hope so, man. And I and I really, as much as I don't agree with a lot of Kyrie stances when it comes to the vaccine, all that stuff. But I think we're also at a level of stupidity with that rule in that city I where guess. it's like, oh, yes, if you're an opposing player coming in, it's fine. If yeah. you play for the team, it's not. Oh, if you're a fan coming to the game, you have 20,000 people watching you with none of these restrictions. Yeah. But the guys on the court can't. I, I'm i past yeah, it all. It's, let's it's let's move on. Yes. yes. I'm not not necessarily from the topic, but let's just I hope New York can get that settled mm-hmm. and figured out. Not because it affects the NBA. Just in general. It's just weird. It's not a point. great rule. And real quick, you
2: know, Harden. Last night, right, what, 11 points or something yeah. like that in the game? Like, this is one of those narratives that's followed him. The big games, these playoff mm-hmm. situations. Yep. He hasn't shown up recently. And last night, look, everything was smooth. Everything was sweet before this Brooklyn game. They looked phenomenal. They really did since he got to Philly. But it was rocking in there last night. Going up against his old dudes, you know what I'm saying? You Maybe. would think
1: this would be a game where he's going to come out and get you 35, Correct. and or or he's going to have a triple double yep. or something Correct. like he's going to just put together a yeah. master game and it.
2: Yeah, Bone, he's one of those teams, right? To you know we see like, you know, there's a, there's a great regular season team in, in football. You know, they mm-hmm. do it for a couple of years, yep. and it's like, hey, we won 12 games, we won whatever 11, 13 games, and they get flamed out in the first round. So what's tough is when that same team circles back around, the regular season doesn't matter. Nobody cares. We shouldn't care. And that's where James Harden is at. All this stuff that he's doing here in the regular season, putting up these great numbers, look, he's an all-time scorer. I don't think there's any debating that. But when it comes to in the big-time moments, we haven't seen it from this guy. And he's gotten his way a lot. You mentioned his boy, uh, Darryl Morey, right? I mean, in Houston – Dwight Howard, I want him out of here. Chris Paul, get him out of yeah. here for Russell Westbrook. Yeah. He's made all these calls, then he's quit on these teams. He's shown up out of shape. Now I think this dude is to me, man, there's so much pressure. I think he has the most pressure out of anybody moving forward in, in the rest of the oh, season. And the
1: Philly fans will kill him. Yeah. I don't mean physically, obviously, but like they will <laughs> they will be in the press, like all over him if he does not perform. If he has games like that in big moments, Forget about it. It's not It's yeah. not going to be good. Be like, we could have had Ben for this. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 right. And we could have had Seth Curry. And we could have had some of these right. guys we traded yeah. away. Right. But, like, they're even last night with the Sixers, not to go too deep in the basketball side of things, but, like, Thibault was just kind of standing around, mm-hmm. which is another problem when you have James Harden mm-hmm. is all the things that make your offense move and go, yep. there's a lot of dudes standing around watching yep. him waiting. And yep. if he's not putting in 30, mm-hmm. the offense doesn't move and he doesn't get you the 30 spot, then – it's that a becomes point. a basketball issue yeah. in a seven-game series.
2: Good point. So, and the, real quick, I was reading an article from a guy that writes in Philly, and Tyrese Maxi, young guy, second-year yes, guy, yes. he's been he's been popping here recently. He's been good, yeah. Uh, even since Harden came to playing, Philly, playing a changed. little,
1: I think a little bit over his skis. probably, probably.
2: Yeah. And there was a little piece put together, and this guy stacked up four to five plays of Harden Maxi, kind of doing their pick and roll thing, and this was the first time Embiid's like what am I doing out here? Mm -hmm. So those little interesting dynamics where you have these superstars with big egos and especially MB dealing with another star coming to his city and just how that works is always fascinating to me with guys having to, you know, have less on their plates than what they're used to, sacrificing. How are these dudes going to handle it, especially after
1: last night? This is how my brain works. I feel like a pick-and-roll with Embiid and Harden should be good for 20 points uh, just off oh. pick-and-rolls every night yes. for Embiid and 10 assists for Harden every night just on those. Mm-hmm. Like, run 10 of those, yes. and they will—10 w- out of 10, you'll yes. get there, yes. or you'll get fouled and whatever. Yeah. Like No, you're 100% so, right. So to me, it is really hard to fathom why that's not happening more, but it's early. Yeah. They're going to take some time to gel. Mm-hmm. Once they figure that out— it it will I'm not riding off that experiment just yet, no. but it is from a basketball standpoint. There are things that should be happening there yep. uh, to go back to the Nets real quick. One last thing on them. Yeah. Have you looked at their schedule the rest of the way in? I have not. They get the thing that a lot of teams would want if you didn't have the vaccine issue yeah. because they only have uh, four yep. true road games. Yep. They go to Orlando this Tuesday. That's one Kyrie can play in. They go circle these two at Memphis, March 23rd oh, yes. circle that one Please. just for lots of reasons. Yes. That will be a blast. That's on ESPN, by yeah, the way. So you job, can definitely watch it. Big
2: job fans on this pod. Oh, you guys we love John, John. I fans.
1: could do an hour on John, <laughs> Morant, but we'll, we'll spare you. That might come up later. Maybe we'll do a playoff episode and we'll start talking about him. But uh, then Saturday, March 28th at Miami, mm-hmm. big one there. And that's, you know, Kyrie's going to, I'll just bet the over on whatever Kyrie's going to have in that game. Assuming he's healthy. Uh, and then at Atlanta, I mean, these are all like yes. Uh, Orlando is just kind of they're they're not a great team, mm-hmm. but other than that one, Memphis, Miami, Atlanta, those are going to be fun matchups to watch. Yes, from a basketball standpoint, but those are the only four games because their only other road game mm-hmm. is at the Knicks, but they can't. Kyrie can't play in that no, game. He can't play in that game. So I, they I like, have four games with Kyrie. Yeah out of those like 16 or 17 they have left. yeah, And they're in the, what, eight seed right now? Yes. The, they're in a play-in, play-in. spot right yeah, now. Yeah, they are.
2: And here's the thing, because it's such a, a strange conversation, and I think you can talk yourself into kind of the, if you will, rest versus rust conversation we always have with Kyrie. Is is, is it helping him? Is, is it keeping his legs fresh, or is it hurting his basketball play? I don't think I can ro- rock out with the side of it that's saying this is hurting him, because we saw the game last night. And the dude the other day just dropped, I think, the most efficient 50 point game in the history of the league on like 70% shooting. So this obviously isn't an issue for him. And I'm glad you brought up the opponents because what I what I like about it, even though it's not ideal, are the opponents. Memphis, Miami, Atlanta. Like when you want you really want to get going, Kyrie versus Jaw. Oh. Kyrie having to deal with Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Kyrie having to deal with Trey Young. Like If he's going to get going, at least he's going to get that elite level of play right before they really got to get going. But I'm with you. I mean, he should be out there for all of these games, but at least he's showing their team, man, hey, I'm going to be ready when I can play. And I think for Steve Nash and KD and company, you you feel good about that, even though you want your guy out there. And especially when they start sprinkling in Ben Simmons. So those three can, can really start to gel.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Saturday, April 2nd will be Kyrie's. Unless something changes, that'll be his last right. game before the playoffs. And their final game is April 10th. Okay. So over a week layoff before he gets to go play again, uh, assuming they are still in the play-in mix at that right. point. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, where do you want to go next, man? You want to go talk a little bit of... Uh, we talked. We mentioned the Heat, but they had yeah. a game against Phoenix... I'll tell you, man, that that is certainly one. If you were just picking two names out of a hopper of like four or five best teams in the league yeah. and who could meet up in the finals, mm-hmm. you could easily have a Heat Suns finals. And if the game we just saw this past week was any indication, that is a Suns team minus Chris Paul. Yep. Just getting Devin Booker back from an illness related absence. Yeah. And they went into Miami. And did what the Nets just did in Philly. Like, yeah. they, that was not that Very close. Impressive. Extremely Very impressive. impressive. I mean, by this Suns
2: team. You're talking about a Miami Heat team that I don't think any of these top um, Milwaukee, Philly, Brooklyn, if they get up there, you're not going to be comfortable playing them. No. They are the one team defensively scrappy. They got offensive shooters. Tyler Hero has been an absolute monster coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just got a bunch of dogs out there, man. They really do. And I think they have the best coach in the NBA. That's my opinion. Eric Spolster, well, Spolster I think that's highly of yeah. him. Because to to come out of the big three era and to still have your team playing at an elite clip and get back to a finals and all those things, I think speaks to who Spol- uh, Spolster really is. But getting back to Phoenix – I mean, if I'm going to show Spolster love, I got to show Monty Williams that same type of love because of what you touched on, man. I mean, you talk about the captain of the ship going down and Chris Paul. They don't skip a beat. Devin Booker just getting out of health and safety protocols the other day and they kept it rolling. And I think that's just championship DNA that they have. I think that seasoning that they got last year, that saltiness where Giannis just says enough is enough. I'm the best player in this finals and you guys are done. I'm ending this thing. I think when you bring back the core guys that they have, this is what you get. You get this amount of wins. You get these win streaks that they've had throughout the year. But also now to this point, it could be Mikel Bridges stepping up or Cam Johnson stepping up, Cam Payne. Like these guys and DeAndre Ayton's a monster, right? So oh, they all of so these guys, good, right? right. They're not flinching at this moment because they felt all of these different things last year, and I think that's a credit to their head coach and Williams, man, to have these role players ready to go, to you know have these game plans being able to transition into different things for different guys, and they've won fifty three games, man. Yeah, this is the best team in the NBA record wise this year, and it's really not even close.
1: Yeah, and, and it should be pointed out that the Heat were without Jimmy Butler, which is that's that's a big it's loss. A big, yeah, but the Suns are playing without Chris Paul, like <laughs> right. again, right. and they're still doing this. Like yeah. I, I. I think if that's the finals matchup you end up with, and I'm not saying you will because out, like you said, in the East, it's going to be a real dog fight mm-hmm. to get there. And it's going to be a dogfight in the West too. There's great teams in the West. I'm just saying the Suns. you can make the argument. They were there last year. They have all the pieces in place. They are as hungry as anyone to get back yep. there. Yeah. And they know they belong there. Yeah. That the East is going to be a lot more. I uh, Yes you can easily see Milwaukee getting back there too. But, oh, yeah, absolutely. Because we, we <sighs> have talked about this in the office, man. We'll, we'll spend some time on the Bucks, maybe if we do this again. But <sighs> good Lord, they got all these dudes who yeah. are just like yeah. they, they've got the freak. And then they've got all these old guys who just love to bust you up and yep. can still get it done. Chris yep. Middleton can go for thirty anytime mm. he wants to. Mm-hmm. Like Drew Holiday is the best on-ball defender in the league. Drew Holiday, what a guy, dude! I yeah. love Drew Holiday. Oh. Like How people who not? don't know his story, yeah. like everything with his wife, who is like a professional soccer mm-hmm. player. She had health issues. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, the dude's legit. That's man. a guy you root for. He's legit. He's a great guy you root for, yeah. and he's a. Fantastic Monster.
2: player. Yeah. And look, Bobby Portis has been a great story for oh, them. Like Bobby Portis. the playoff stuff has transitioned into this season. He's shooting it well from three as a big man. They have so much they can do, man. And like we were just talking about, they have no pressure. Like they got it oh. all out of the way, especially Giannis. Right. When you talk about these guys that we think are all timers, you, you know, like once you get that first one, mm-hmm. just take that deep breath. And he's got so much runway left in his career. Their team is perfectly put together. You don't want to play them at all. Like, they're the one team that – Philly, Brooklyn, Miami, everybody's talking about them, but the champs are just kind of lurking in the weeds, and I think they may like it that way. I think they yeah. may like it that yeah. way. Real quick, I want to get back to Devin Booker. Oh, yes,
1: yes, let's talk about him.
2: There was kind of, you know, he was playing on bad teams for a while. I mean, the, mm-hmm. it's crazy. The, Absolutely. Dude's, the dude's 25 and he's been in the league like six or seven years. Right. Like, it's, right. crazy. it's crazy. Yeah. So he's been on bad teams. And this was, I think, a moment, Bone, a lot of people were waiting for to see how this dude was going to react without Chris Paul and would his offensive output and those type of things equate to winning. Not only has it equated to winning for the most part, since Chris Paul's gone down, he's took over kind of the point guard kind of role there. I mean, you look at some of these games that he's had and the assist numbers that he's had. I mean, 9, 7, he's gotten to double digits certain times. Like, that's what it's about. Like, this dude has it all figured out now, and he plays at that pace. Like, you see certain guys, and you're like, is this dude trying? Like, Ooh. is he trying? He's so smooth yeah. uh, with it out there, man. It's great to see him finally get his flowers because there were people still questioning who he was. You know, last year was banged up in the finals a little bit there in the playoffs. But this dude is a legit star, and I'm glad now that he has a legit squad around him because I think the world's finally kind of waking up to this dude being the truth.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you on that. And I think the Chris Paul situation, assuming he gets back and is fully healthy once, you know, the what does he have, like a thumb Thumb, fracture, Mm -hmm. so... It does seem like the type of injury that hopefully it's it's six to eight weeks that he's out. That was mid-February. So perfect timing to get back to the playoffs. And then you're going to have a couple series where you don't need Chris Paul to be his best no. to get advance mm-hmm. in those series. So yep. he'll have plenty of time to get back and work into it. And, yes, that is that we, we've talked a lot about some really good teams and some teams that have a lot of exciting potential for this postseason. Mm-hmm. Now it's time we turn our attention to a team that, Does not have that. Uh, A team that is, I mean, I don't know where you stand on this, but do you even want the Lakers to make the play in series Um, at this point? I'm to the point now, and you know how big of a LeBron fan
2: I am, (laughs) that when they throw up kind of like the weekend primetime games, I'm hoping it's not them. Man. The world does not deserve to watch that bad brand of basketball. They do not deserve to be on national TV. This, is, this has been a complete debacle from top to bottom with this team. I think there's some legitimate reasons why they're to this point, but I don't think anybody expected it to be this bad. And when you have LeBron at this stage of his career, still playing at a high clip right there what top five in the league in scoring, mm-hmm. the other guy he's not doing his part, Bone, because he's not available. And I think that's a large part of this yeah. is Anthony Davis. When he's out there, and he's rolling. You can look at that dude and say he's a top five player. But the problem is, how many times has he been out there on the floor? Yeah, I mean, right. this is what has followed him his entire career. And it doesn't seem to be going away. And when you're talking about teams like we just talked about, like Phoenix, you know, Memphis, Golden State with the way they're playing, the West is not waiting for you. No, it's not waiting for you. No. So LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook, I don't
1: know what happened to the man. I, I don't know what happened to the man. He doesn't know what year. happened to him. No one knows what happened yeah. to him. Like it, I mean, we, we know in part, right? Cause Russ has always been this guy that can just have mystifying lapses at times in games yep. where passes that you're like shocked that a guy that's as good as him can throw them. Uh, sometimes he is completely just discombobulated out of control, Blows easy plays that you think. How did he mess that up? Right. But that's a lot of times been in the midst of. But he's getting you a triple double, or he's doing all these other things, and Mm -hmm. now that's not happening. Mm -mm. And he's shooting what twenty some percent from three point line. I mean, it's it's it's, gross.
2: It's it's really gross. And you know, we were talking earlier about you know Harden and the dudes that he's played with. Yeah. I mean, think about the teammates Russell Westbrook's had. Yeah. And to that guy never win a chip. I mean, we're talking KD. James Harden, Bradley Beal, mm-hmm. LeBron James, yeah. Anthony Davis. Like, think about how these names are going to be thought about 20, 30 years from now. Like, These are going to be some of the elite of the elite, and his name's going to be attached to those guys, and there's no chips that he has to show for it. The MVP season, I've always kind of defended the triple-double stuff. I said if it was that easy, I think a lot of other people would be doing
1: it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know, well, like, man. I, I get that it's a little bit different game now than it used to be and. Being able to have so many guys that can shoot from 25, 30 feet away, mm-hmm. that does make it easier to get assists. That does, you know, make a little. The game being so far from the rim does allow you to get more rebounds, For more sure. assists. Like I, I understand all that, along with scoring being easy, a little easier. But yeah. it's not like 30 guys in the league are just posting triple doubles like this. Right. I mean, there's there's only been a handful of guys yeah. that do this consistently, and he's been one of them. Yes. It's yeah. I'm I I will defend. Russell Westbrook as an overall career mm-hmm. as an overall player if we're talking about guys getting it done in big spots having those issues in championship moments yeah. I will always wonder what would have happened if that thunder team pulled it off against the warriors then we we could have we, who knows man that they could have all had a ring right there and yeah. Who knows if they ever break mm-hmm. up or if they do, it may be after they won two or three more. Right. You never know. Yeah. And, uh, KD are, for sure is not going to Golden State that no, next year. We no, know that. No. Like there's no
2: way. Those were really fun teams, man. When they were yes. the young, kind of young pups, if you will, where they had to, you know, take their take their L in the finals against LeBron and D. Wade and Chris Bosch. And they didn't lay down and they had great battles with the Spurs and the Warriors. Like some of those series were amazing sergey baka was the kind of their fourth wheel oh, yeah. if you will and he was really good they just couldn't do it and now you've got these three guys who are just these megastars around the league in, in different spots and a couple of them have played together you know post okc and kd has been the only guy he's been the only guy to be up there on the podium with the larry o'brien oh, look that's come with a lot of controversy and i think that's fair because of, you know, how basketball is. When you roll out that much talent, you're just going to overwhelm people. That's just exactly what the yep. Warriors did when, when KD uh, came there. So I, I'm okay with the people criticizing KD post-Golden State for not having a chip. You know? like Because he's one of those guys where he's a top-ten player of all time. Like, you got to quiet the noise, I, I think, a little bit if you're KD by grabbing one more away from that situation. Maybe he can do it now. But Bone getting back to the Lakers, I don't... I don't see them making it man. It, it's falling apart around them. They just lost to one of the worst teams in the league the other day in Houston, the Houston Rockets.
1: Yeah. Houston's had, been exactly terrible. Yeah. They are they I I went and watched a Rockets game this year. I went up and watched this is how sick I am. I watched a Rockets Pistons game <laughs> with, with no Jeremy Grant like that that he was out yeah. like and and I did I mean I got to see Cade play which was Yeah. I wanted to see him and Jay Sean. I was going yeah. for Jay Sean with the Rockets. Mm-hmm. He he starts and he gets minutes and I like watching him play. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a junkie for this stuff. So I will yeah. watch all this NBA stuff as much as I can. But that Rockets team is just, just they've bad. got some, they've got some guys like Jalen Green will eventually be a real dude in this mm-hmm. league, but yeah. n- not on that team, or yeah. at least not unless they get a whole bunch of talent around him. But I'm glad you brought right. up Jay Sean. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no. Free him up. No, I was going to say, I'm glad you brought up Jay Sean, because that's a really cool story
2: for us, you know, locally to yes. see this guy, you know, how much fans loved him, you know, just because his passion kind of reminded me of Aaron Craft a little bit. Like, he just yes. respected yes. the heck out of that dude, because he's always going to give you everything he's got. Then he goes overseas and the league really wasn't cut out for him at the time. And mm-hmm. now over the last couple of years. With all these small ball lineups, he has found a home in Houston. And hopefully this is a, a, you know, a mainstay for him. Maybe not in Houston, but in the league, because I think there's a role for him. You know, whether it's a handful of minutes, 10 minutes tonight in a certain lineup, he showed that he can hoop in this league, man. So I hope he gets to a, a nice little contract. I don't know exactly what his contract situation is looking like, but that story is cool, man. If you're a Buckeye fan, I know Houston's not great as we're alluding to, but Jay Sean Tate followed this guy, man, because he really uh, kind of turned this thing around, and he really kept grinding, and it's paying off for
1: him now. I could see two two things happening with him that would be positives. One could be stays in Houston, they build around Jalen Green, and then eventually get some real pieces in there, and he becomes like a leadership guy yeah. who's – you know. Maybe his minutes diminish, but he's still like a locker room culture guy mm-hmm. and and can be a big contributing piece down the road there. Yeah. Or I could see him being thrown into a trade eventually for someone else, mm-hmm. but it gets him to a better team, and then he can carve that role out yeah. there on that team yeah. and be a, like a bench guy with, you know. Yeah, I don't think he's a regular starter in the NBA. No, yeah. Not, not what he probably will end up being for his career. But you're right. It's a great story to see. Guys get into the league from the city of Columbus, man. I remember back in the day, and I rooted for this guy, and it's cool now because his kids are playing. Samaki Walker back in the day was a dude. He could play. Yeah. And I remember, like, when he went off to Louisville, I thought, man, it's too bad, you know, he didn't play for Ohio State. Yeah, And then he goes into the league and was part of those Lakers teams with Kobe and Shaq mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Got a championship there. Bounced around the league. Didn't end up playing like, you know, well, wasn't a starter on a lot of the teams he played on, but yeah. had a 10 year career yeah. and I, I've always enjoyed, you know, guys like him, obviously Michael red being from no Columbus yeah. playing for Ohio state and then shout out to the bucks. That's, that was like the first time I ever cared about the Milwaukee bucks yeah. was him. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, but yeah, I love seeing the guys from Columbus that oh. then also, if you have an Ohio state tie, that's great. But even yeah. just being a Columbus, High school basketball guy. Yeah, man. And getting all the way to the league. I think that's cool. And some
2: other dudes, too, right? Gary Trent Sr. and Antonio Daniels. I mean, there's been some guys that have come through here and gone on and it's crazy now gary trent's you know senior his son's playing up in toronto and playing well gary trent yep. jr so yep. no it's fun man and you know we could probably save this for next time or whatever but the rookie of the year race is great evan mobley's right there smack dab in the middle of that you mentioned kate cunningham he's turned it around but he like he's man. recently he's been balling man so yeah that class of rookies that was talked about a lot you, you can see the vision man scotty barnes josh scotty Giddy. barnes is a yeah player, yeah man, yeah, man. He, is and he, he does everything so like josh giddy's out in okc people probably who the
1: Josh, Josh Giddey. Giddey is legit. Go check, watch yeah, him, man. Go watch the Thunder <laughs> game. I <laughs> don't know why you would see him on your TV unless you have NBA TV or the package. But yeah, he's good, man. Yeah, he is. So, all right. Well, we've got a lot of storylines to get to, you know, in the next few weeks and uh, maybe around playoff time, like we said, about a month to go in the season, give or take, maybe right around the start of the, the play in tourney. Maybe we'll uh, do a little playoff preview for you. We'll talk about the season, recap it. Uh, if you like this, tweet at us. Let us know at Degenerate T Bone. Yours is at Maddie Ice nine seven one. At Maddie Ice nine seven one. no, it's great. All right, tweet at us. Let us know if you enjoyed this, and if not, that's fine too. You can let us know that. We'll we'll handle it. We're good. Till next time. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you soon.